Welcome back to Don't Call It Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we are doing another secret project. Another one. From Brandon Sanderson. Uh, so today we are reading, let me, The Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England by Brandon Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the first half of it. Um, do you want to get us warmed up? I'm getting us get warmed up. Now? We're doing grocery talk, Luke. However, oh, we're doing nice. a very specific subgenre of grocery talk that's farmer's market talk. Is that cool? Can we do farmer's <laughs> market talk? I love it. I do like that we have subcategories of grocery talk now. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Luke, here's the deal. Uh, farmer's market. Great. So fun. Love going Saturday morning to mm-hmm. figure out what I'm going to cook that week. But there's a thing at a farmer's market where you, like, see the people who have, like, produced the goods and are then trying to sell them to you. And Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of vendors selling similar things, some people have special little things that they say to you to try and get you to come over and talk to them. Okay, this is before you've already come over to them? Correct. You'll be walking by, browsing, you know, a respectful distance away from the table that clearly says like, hey, I'm just kind of looking, you know, I don't, I'm not really interested in your rutabagas, but like, I do want to look. Is this, let me clarify here, is this a, is this a double layer farmer's market? As in, you've got stalls on both sides of a, of a street or parking lot or something and you're walking in the middle okay it's in an enclosed space and it's sort of a u where there is it's on like a like a garage kind of area and there's a u where there's stalls in the middle and then the walkway is a u shape so there's stalls in the middle and on the outsides and you walk around this like okay u turn um the buddy who i'm thinking of right now the one who says the thing that i think is the most uncomfortable is the dude at the very end of the U. Okay, so I'm going through. I'm looking at all the veggies on the right side. Like, ooh, what am I going to get? Maybe maybe some broccoli this week. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to look and see if it's cheaper anywhere else. I get to the U. I'm about to make my turn. And this buddy, at the stall with a bunch of honey, mm. looks me in the eyes and says, best honey in the world. <laughs> what do I do, Luke? <laughs> What do I do? <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> what do I do? That's a toughie. That's a toughie. Um, so I'm assuming that you don't want to buy honey, first off. What, Luke? There's more to the story. Because the first time he said this to me, I was like, all right, I'll bite. Give me the littlest jar you got. I want to try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. I'm doing it. Give me the little jar. Oh, so this isn't a one-time occurrence. Here's why, here's why it's horrible, Luke. Because I tried his, his honey. It was fine. Uh-huh. Definitely not the best honey in the world. And since then, I've been given like half a gallon of honey for one of my coworkers who keeps bees. I don't need more honey. Okay? <laughs> can I just, can I pause here for a second? How, how discerning is your is your palate for honey well luke when i've got three different varieties to compare to pretty good oh really yeah See, i don't think i've ever i've ever i've never done a honey t- taste test situation okay so when i when i'm at the when i'm at the store or market and i see different types of honey i'm like 
that doesn't mean anything to me. Give me, give me the one with the cool label. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, this is what this is what farmers market guy is counting on. This is what mm-hmm. this is what old Pooh Bear is counting on is you not doing a side by side taste test comparison of his honey because when you do it, you uh, it, surprise, surprise, Pooh Bear, this is not the best honey in the world. And now here's the here's why it's uncomfortable when he looks at me and says best honey in the world because I know he has said that to me before and I've been like I'll try it out and then I tried it and I was like you're wrong and so I will not be coming and buying your honey again. I don't know if he knows that and he looks at me and says, oh yeah, that's the guy I sold honey to. You want to get some more of the best honey in the world? And I'm, and me, and I have to be like, no, it's not the best honey in the world. And no, I'm not coming over to buy anymore. Or if he just says this to everybody and I have to be like, I don't want any honey. Do you know what I mean? Right. What do I say? Hey, I can't just walk (laughs) away. I can't. I can't. Ooh, man. And I the tough thing is that you need something reliable to say because presumably you're going to keep going back and he's going to keep saying it. I right? know. So you can't be like you can't you can't go, "Oh, I don't I don't need any yet" or anything or something like that, you know, cuz that's that's opening a, a door f- or a window even for for next time. For honey. Hmm. Man. And here's the Here's the thing about this, because I could say something to shut him down where he would never say this to me ever again, because he would remember the name. And that is just like, actually, I tried it. Eh, I'm not impressed. And if I say <laughs> that to him, if I just respond honestly to him saying this to me, he will forever remember my face and will never say right. that to me again. Right. Like that is how to cut it That's out true. from then on. Uh, I would die immediately upon saying that, though. I would immediately collapse yes. and be like, I can't believe I just ruined this this poor beekeeper's day. <laughs> well, here's the question, actually. Do you think he believes that it's the best honey? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and at the very okay. least, even if he doesn't, me sort of confronting him in a public farmer's market space it's like other people would hear me say this to him and like that's not cool (laughs) but i feel like it's not cool him like making full eye contact with me and making this bold claim about his honey it's rude i'll i i agree with you i think it's rude (laughs) it feels bad (laughs) it's like it's weaponizing your uncomfortableness, I guess. You know what I mean by mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's tough. Um, I also, Luke. Honestly, honestly, you got to give him a little, a little smile and shake of the head. I think that's all you can do and keep walking. But then, Luke, then it leaves it ambiguous, right? Then it's like, because cause anywhere I respond to him, it makes it sound like I'm, I'm saying no to his claim that he has the best honey in the world, which is, my, which is my core issue. Because I'll tell you, last time I was there, the thing I said to him was, not today, thanks. Now, that could either mean you I left, don't want any honey you left today, the window open. or you don't have the best honey in the world today, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, uh, of course, to be fair, he's putting this on himself, right? Like, he is, he is opening the door for me to me to do this to him. 
I think the only option for you to do, now that I've thought about it more, is to become like start keeping bees. Okay. And start collecting your own honey Mm -hmm. to the point where you're actually bringing it to the farmer's market also to sell. Okay. Yeah. And then you have to set up within like a range enough that he knows that you're there so that he knows that he can't get you to buy his honey. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only thing that you can do at this point. Luke, this is amazing because he is not the only person selling honey at this farmer's market. And so I guarantee somebody has used this strategy already. I guarantee (laughs) he is that he is leading the charge for beekeeping in Mississippi just by (laughs) making people uncomfortable. And so this man started the farmer's market. He was the first he was the first stall there. And it has gotten to the point where there are dozens of beekeepers at this farmer's market not because he has inspired them but because people just can't find a way to to say no correct yes he's not an inspirational beekeeper people just don't want to keep having to address him when he when he calls them when he when he sings that sweet siren song. Alternatively, I was thinking I could just get them to fight by going over to the other person selling honey and be like, "Hey, hey, hey, bud, that guy says his honey is better than yours. That guy just says his honey is objectively better than yours, and he's not mm. really backing it up. Do you wanna? Do you wanna go let him know? <laughs> right, right, right. I think that's a good option. I think what's a what's a like, what's a honey substitute actually? Like agave nectar? Agave, I guess. Um, Ma- uh, like maple syrup? Yeah. Mm. I don't know if this is going to work, actually. Molasses? Luke, I'm giving you, I'm giving you honey substitutes here. Come on, work <laughs> I, with me, pal. I, you're not, no, I know, but I don't know how, I don't know how we're actually going to weave it into the, into the strategy. Okay, now. here's um, the move. Here's the move. Here's the move. Uh, I start a honey magazine that every year mm. comes out with a poll that's like best honey in the country. Vote for it. Let's have a poll. Um, okay. But I rig the poll every year. So it always goes to the other guy at the farmer's market. And mm. uh, I have a little deal with him. Before, before I do the poll every year, I go to him and I say, hey, man, I really appreciate that you've never told me this is the best honey in the world. I'm going to I'm going to let you win this. Throw me like a throw me a jar of honey and I'll name you number 1 honey in the country. I'll give you a cool banner you can put up at your stall. <laughs> really big advertising thing. It'll be great for your business. Best honey in the country <laughs> as voted by beekeepers yearly or monthly or whatever, quarterly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's going to say no to that? So but you so your strategy now is to essentially run this guy out of business. No, it's to have somebody else in the farmer's market who can claim with data that his is better. Mm. It's so mm. somebody else in the farmer's market, everybody's walking around, everybody's walking around, and they see one stall that says voted best honey in the country by beekeepers quarterly. Right. And then they go around to this other guy, and there's no way he's saying best honey in the world when there's a person with a plaque two stalls down people are seeing. Because no one's going to believe him. They're yes. going to be like, I've seen the plaque. You don't have one, bud. 
you've got a card table with a bunch of jars on it, with a bunch of old baby food jars full of honey on it. Yours isn't the best. Okay, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good option. Okay. I think we've got a couple good options for you. Um, the other, I mean, the, the, the last one I was thinking of is to just make it clear that you, like, hate bees. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, I'm a part of the, <laughs> you know how there's a bunch of people trying to save the bees, right? I am the other right. side of that debate. I am the side that's like, fuck the bees. I'm killing right, bees. Right. Every time I see a bee, I'm going to war. <laughs> right. You you go up to him and say, essentially, like, hey, man, I, I've actually been on a, on a long crusade against against bees, and I really don't appreciate what you're doing here. Um, and then take out the bee that you have carried in your pocket for this and smash it in front of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I take it out of my pocket and be like, this bee killed my father. And then smash it. Right. Yes. Which I think is less confrontational than telling him that his honey is not very good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds like we've solved the problem. Cool. Okay. Nice. No, there we go. There we go. There's your farmer's market solution. <laughs> I could just dress like a bee, right? If I just dress like a bee and then oh, they, sound like oh. really upset. And then just yeah. like seem upset when he's trying to sell me honey. Is or, this well, or just be like, "Hey, man, I I make my own honey. Actually, <laughs> I, don't I don't need, need any. Thanks. I need... <laughs> Maybe I need to dress like a bee. I think so. Oh, that actually I solves so. the I think problem. This is the best one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dress like a bee. Okay. I mean, that solves a lot of everyday problems, but this especially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. What's one other problem that it solves? Just, just real quick, you know, real quick. One other problem that the, dressing like a bee solves. Uh, you know, the, the, the ones about, I don't know. I can't, I got okay. it. <laughs> all those everyday problems. I'm not here. Good. All those, all Good. those. You don't oh, understand. It's Lucas. hard to describe in words actually, but. It's more of a buzzing. It's, it's bee, it's bee stuff that you wouldn't really get. So. Mm. All those times where you want children to run away from you screaming, easy to solve, dressed like a bee. Easy. Easy. That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. There we go. There's our there's <laughs> there's our grocery talk slash farmers market talk for the day. I appreciate that. Um mm-hmm. let's let's mm-hmm. get to the book here, which again is Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England. We have read up to chapter 21 which is about halfway through the book and let's see um pretty interesting little concept we've got going on here yeah brando got a good idea brando was like "Ooh, this is a spicy one this is sort of hitchhiker's guide spiciness going on it is it is it's kind of funny because it's like simultaneously sci-fi and medieval fantasy Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm doing a little blend um, here which is nice which is nice i <clears throat> so okay the the concept right is that there is the society that this our main character is originally from which is i don't know a hundred years in, in the future of ours um or something along those lines and there are now companies that have found a way to access 
basically like alternate realities mm-hmm. that are like similar but not quite the same as ours. And they're offering you the opportunity to go live in those. Right. Right. Now, I think <laughs> I think doing one of these is kind of sad. Do you know what I mean by this? Like, yeah, because a lot of it, a lot of the advertising that we have read by this company Mm -hmm. is like kind of not coming out and saying it, but implying like things aren't so great in your life, (laughs) maybe. Um, And and wouldn't it be great if you could go be the smartest person in this other with in this other world? (laughs) Be the smartest person by yourself in this right, other world. Right. All the material is That's like, hey, the- <laughs> do you want to leave everyone behind and go to this place where nobody knows you and you could just be the best? Do you need a W? Do you need a W because your <laughs> life is full of L's? That's right. This That's is right. Because you're, you're leaving everybody behind, right? I, I think. I think that, I mean, the the one that we're reading is a bit unique in this, but there's a little section that we read where it's basically impossible for other people for you to find other people yeah. from your world there. Yeah. Unless like, I think you can bring them with you if you want, but no one's going to disturb you. Um, no one's yes. going to pop in on you unannounced. And yeah, all the marketing material, like it's all advertised to say si- like single people going into these worlds by themselves and dominating. It's essentially like, Hey, do you want a virtual reality video game that's single player and you have all the cheat codes too? Come on, let's go. <laughs> this, this is this is actually my next point. Is that what like how different is this from where I assume virtual reality video games are going to be? Um, mm, I think okay. So this takes place in like twenty eighty five, right? You're right. Something, yeah, yeah. Sure. Which is like 60 years in the future. And I feel like in order for like VR video games to get to this level, like they're they're already, they've got the like visual and audio components down pretty well. But right. like they're going to have to get all the other senses involved mm-hmm. to compete. Whereas I feel like just going to another dimension is honestly somewhat easier in a weird way like like you don't have to figure out how to get all the other sensations working in virtual space you just have a right. different space that somebody goes to um granted like of course there's this fake technology there's a fake thing about extra dimensions that has to exist for it to work but <laughs> um in the span of like 60 years i feel like i don't feel like vr would get to the point where it's similar to this in that short okay, amount of we're time. Not, we're not there yet. Okay. Okay. Maybe not. Fair I enough. don't know. Uh but 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 yeah, there is a lot of similarities of just like this is just a video game that you're playing. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's it's uh like infinite possibilities. Yeah, but there are games I guess. like this sort of right now that are like procedurally generated and yeah, it's a space game and there's planets and stuff, but like you don't know what animals are going to be on the planet and like where the planets are going to be. So I I do feel like video games could do this. 
Uh, okay. Maybe just not as well as like an actual <laughs> alternate dimension. Uh, the other thing about this, Luke, which is which is weird to me, why it's it sounds like this is a pretty popular branch to explore. Like there's a bunch of marketing material for it and they've like purchased Branch a, being like medieval England, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? There's so many you could go to because here's the deal, Luke. These are like infinite dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's imagine there's a finite number of people on Earth that are all interested in exploring infinite dimensions. If somebody told me I could go to any dimension where like things were very, very different, I'm going in, I'm going medieval's near the bottom of my list because at the top is like, <laughs> take me to future town. Okay. Give me a lightsaber. I, do I, I can't, I can't tell if this, if future is an option. Why not? We went for, back in time. For these. Because they like, they're saying that it's like worlds that are our world diverged from uh-huh. i mean you could say like a world that is more technologically advanced i, I don't know yeah. i don't know okay. i don't see okay. any reason why if we can have one that is less technologically advanced because of small deviations we couldn't have one that is more technologically advanced because of small deviations right. <laughs> that's fair uh, okay I think that <laughs> or even this Luke, is let's, let's do a combo. Luke, let's do a combo. Let's imagine we've got a world that just got lightsabers really early on. And yeah, everything else is really low tech, but they all have lightsabers and are having a great time with them. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> sure, sure. Fair. Um, okay, I think the answer to this is related to my original point mm-hmm. um, of this is marketed at people that need a win. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the people that want to do this are the people that want to dominate their dimension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. relies on their dimension being easy to dominate. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that, Luke, I say that I would go to a different dimension and I talk about a future dimension. We've done this podcast for like five years now, and we've been going to the medieval world for a long time. We keep going back to the medieval dimension. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to eat my words a little bit here. Right. I think if we look at if we look at our ratio of uh, sci-fi in the future to fantasy from medieval times, I think I think we're we're skewing towards medieval. Yeah. So. All right. All right. But okay, then here's the other one that, I, that I'm curious why no one's going to. And they, they have a little explanation for this, but I wasn't super satisfied. You can go to a dimension that's similar to your own, right? I assume so. That Go see your future, fam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure, sure. Go talk I don't think to- I would do that, to be to be fair, though. Oh, it could be cool, though. It could be. It's a risk. It's a risk. Yeah, okay. Um, maybe see just, like, a little bit into your future. Like, oh, what's sure. tomorrow going to be like? Let's get hype about tomorrow. 
<laughs> that's right. That's a that's a good point. Um, okay. The other thing that I will say is that this is one company out of I'm assuming many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their their thing is is frugal, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe actually these are the dimensions that people do not want to go to, which is why they are cheap. Okay. Yes. Because they all smell terrible. They all smell bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like everybody's getting killed by Vikings. Mm-hmm. I see. It's boring. Everybody's like, this is boring. It's all just Vikings and smell, bad smell. It's it's that, and it's also like to make it a good time, we're going to give you a helicopter. But like after a little bit, like that gets boring. Oh, right? Their, like, deluxe plan sounded horrible. Their deluxe plan, it was like, yeah, you win in five seconds. This is exactly like you put on all the cheat codes and you have fun for an hour. And then it's like, man, there's nothing else to do. Right, right. Like, I played Age of Empires and put in cheat codes and got the little James Bond car with a machine gun a few times. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. But after a little while, I'm not, I want to just play the game. Right. You know? Right. It's got to be a little challenging. Do you think... (laughs) Luke, do you think that there are children, like actual children, that are going into some of these? Ooh. How? Oh, that's not good, huh? I think so. I think probably. Um, this does this does take us a little bit to to something else I want to talk about with these. Uh, so Brandon, the tone of Brandon's books is usually pretty chill. Like, he doesn't get into the dark side of things very often. Mm-hmm. There's some fucked up shit happening in these dimensions, right? <laughs> you mean, like, as in, like, people are people are buying their dimensional pass to go and do terrible things. Is that what you mean? Horrible, terrible things. Yeah, yeah. No consequences, terrible things. Yes, Ab- absolutely. I mean, that might be what we're seeing from from the bad guys that we're chasing. From Ulrich, which we'll get back to. Right. The second Ulrich in two books. Coincidence? <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure. For sure. It's happening all the time. Uh, that's bad, guys. That's so bad. Like, the, there's one thing. There's one thing. If you're playing a game and you're like killing NPCs in the game and, you know, games are designed to where the NPCs are like meant to be killed. Right. There's another thing. If you're in like a different dimension, like murdering real people in a different dimension that are like, my wife, no. (laughs) Right, right. Like. If if one of your packages is to send me into this medieval dimension with a machine gun so that I can be really powerful, the presumption there is that I am slaughtering a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Um, like, you know the media is going crazy with video games causing kids to be violent, but this is like, this is like actually that this is like yeah kids are going in here and just murdering people without consequences it's not good it's not good for their development 
It's pretty. <laughs> we got to stop this. Guys. It is bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and we do hear a little bit about about like regulations and stuff, but you not mean about that there this. aren't any. Because <laughs> that's the pretty book, much. The handbook specifically says there's no jurisdiction here. The handbook is like, yeah, yeah go nuts, because yeah, there's no laws here. Well, there can't be, right? Yeah. I mean, the big thing is that no one can follow you. In yeah, there. Luke, Luke, because and we're even we're even like skimming the surface for the bad things that could be happening in these places because we're like, oh, murder. There is there is so much more depravity that is going on here. You've created a consequence-free zone that no one can follow you to. Right. Like, things are bad there, guys. <laughs> things are so bad in most of these. <laughs> yeah, because also, like, I, again, I keep coming back to, like, the the reason that you would choose these ones. Like, pl- sure, plenty of people, I'm assuming, are are doing it for the reasons that are advertised. But I'm assuming there's a lot of a lot of people doing it for the purpose of doing the bad things, right? Yeah, I think most of them, right? Because who are the people who are most interested in going to these dimensions? <laughs> Not normal, well-adjusted people, I think. Right, right. Normal, well-adjusted people are, are playing the video games. Exactly. They're like, yeah, this is fun for an hour, and then... <laughs> I'm going to go back and have dinner with my family. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. It's a bad look. I mean, and we are seeing that Ulrich just blows a guy's head off within the first couple chapters that we yeah. that we read. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> it's also tough that it was just like, you know, the, the that we learned is the village is like 50 people. And it's like, oh, yeah, that was my son. (laughs) That was my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty tough. Pretty tough. Um, Really not good. And this happens all over. This is happening in so many dimensions. Oh. Right. Luke, I did come up with potentially a, a good use of these dimensions, though. Okay. That's better than this. That's more noble than this. So. Sure. So, Luke. Um. Prison is brought up in this book because mm. because um, John, I think John West is our main character's name. Yeah. John West is asking, like, hey, what do you guys do with people who do crimes or do bad things? And the, like, mm. little father of this village essentially says, yeah, we throw him in a pit until I decide if they're guilty or not. And then we either like punish them or let them go. Mm-hmm. And John's like, you don't put them in prison. And the little father's like, what is prison? And John's like, eh, it's just where we lock people up for a while. And right. little father's like, mm, that sounds bad. I don't know about that. And John's like, yeah, it's maybe not great. We could probably have a discussion about <laughs> that. Um, if we have decided we don't care about the people in these lower dimensions. If that's already something we've decided is true. And the goal, part of the goal of prison is to take people and separate them from the rest of society because they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Are we just sending them to these other dimensions from now on? 
that's a that's a very tough one because like what level of crime gets you sent to a different dimension and like because because okay like a, a, a small crime that's not going to have a huge punishment yeah like if we send them to a like their family's never going to see them again right like <laughs> no, no no you just get them you back know? out you, you pull them back out when they're done when they've done their time luke okay you say okay you did your time and maybe the dimension not that bad for for small crimes the dimension is like yeah this is just like an infinite <laughs> ball pit that we put you in this is okay this is just a more efficient prison i guess is what you're getting to okay luke but hold on because uh in in our world some places kill prisoners some some places decide this person is so dangerous we need to kill them okay right i don't know can we just send them to kind of a shitty dimension instead can we just be like, we don't really want you around anymore, so we're going to make you these people's problems because we already don't care about these people at all. And you'll never so, come so back this and is we'll never of, see you again. <laughs> this is kind of, you're like, I'm uncomfortable with the death penalty. <laughs> or like life in prison, too. Just like, just send him to the, send him to the gross caveman era or something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, this is a tough one. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's too many, there's too many different things because then it's like, how good of a dimension are we sending them to? How many, how? <laughs> well, it's, Luke, maybe, it's complicated. The, maybe what we do is we tell them all it's horrible. We tell them all we found the worst dimension possible and that's where mm. we send them. And maybe we don't just maybe we just don't check and nobody ever comes back from it, so they don't ever live to tell how bad it is on the other side. We just assume it's really bad. Do you know what I mean? It's just random. It's just random dimensions. Yeah. We just we just tell everyone we sent them to a really bad one so they get the satisfaction of whatever vengeance they wanted for murdering this person. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh but in fact it's just like I don't know where we sent them. We just sent them somewhere. Okay. Okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, you get and, you get a a couple things. You get like a flashlight and a week's worth of food. Mm. Okay, and they like forget who they are, right? When they go to this other dimension. Ooh, that's a good point. Actually, I forgot about that part of it. I mean, great, perfect. Start fresh somewhere. <laughs> Maybe go somewhere and hope they don't have enough. They don't like get sick of you and, and try and kill you. Maybe try again. Right, bud. Right. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm coming around here. I think so. I think the memory thing is an interesting concept, actually. And just don't give them it'd be anything nice. it'd be... <laughs> to remember their old selves by. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a decent idea. It's too bad. It's it's hmm. Well, actually, following up on that, yeah. but setting aside the, the like prison slash punishment part aside, are you rolling the dice? Mm. Am I taking a random one? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it depends how random we could go, right? 
Yeah, okay. Because it's like, if it's like genuinely 100% random, like most of human history was pretty bad. Uh huh. And so I'm, I wouldn't take, take the like 100% random because like odds are I'm going to a pretty bad place. Well, yeah. And odds are you end up in a part of the world that's like uninhabited and you just like wander around Mm. for a while looking for people and then die. Right. Right. So I think if you're guaranteed to end up near like people near a settlement, uh, am I rolling the dice? How long do I have to stay before I can come back? Hmm. Let's say, oh, here, okay, here's the, here's the, here's the hypothetical. Yep. You, you go to a random dimension, assuming that you will be coming out near people. Mm-hmm. And if you survive for, I don't know, one year. Okay. You get, let's say $100,000 when you come back out. <laughs> this is turning into a Mr. Beast video. Um <laughs> Uh oh. Can we can we put bounds on the time period? So first off, can we assume that everyone speaks English or is this a, is this random what language they speak? I think I think let's do let's do English because then because otherwise it's not super interesting, I guess. Okay. They speak English and let's say it goes from maybe like 1000 AD like a 1000 year time span from like 1000 AD to 2000 AD. Okay, sure. Yeah. <sighs> um, mm, a year. Do I get do I get to bring anything with me? Not nothing that would be like genuinely like a big change. You know what I mean? Oh, not even like a little penicillin? Just like a dab. No. Just no, like a dab no. of penicillin. No penicillin. Absolutely oh. not. Luke. No, no, you can have you can have one bottle of ibuprofen um uh i think i would do it actually yeah (laughs) i'm out i'm not doing it i don't think so i think i would do it um and i think part of this it part of it helps because i have specialized knowledge that would be very helpful in the past right Mm -hmm. so like sure this john west doesn't know how like technology works very well so he has trouble capitalizing on his future knowledge sure but like i don't know i know what the elements are i know the atom i know the atomic (laughs) theory (laughs) okay 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 this actually brings me to another point which is like even even with that level of knowledge like I don't know how far I'm getting with it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, light bulb for sure, right? I don't know if I could, could even do I it. I think you could. I think we could do. I think we could get to light bulb like pretty quick. And like electricity <laughs> generation. I don't know how it works. Honestly, I don't know. You don't know how to generate electricity, Luke? Come on. Not really. <laughs> Just some wire and a magnet. I mean, okay, I think that like given enough time, maybe, but it's not, it's not a quick thing. It's not like, I, it's not like give me a month 
and I'm a famous inventor in this world, you know? Luke, did you never make like a potato battery or anything? I, I, I feel like I did, but I can't remember it. All you got to do is be like, hey, guys, just get me a penny and some copper wire and I can make you the coolest shit ever. Come on, bring some over. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, like, <laughs> f- for example, let, let's, let's, let's take things that actually happen in this book, which is that he does a couple, uh, like a series of tricks for yeah. uh, Sephawin, I think is her name. Um, yeah. And she's like, oh, like, you're doing these these tricks i'll figure out how you're doing them and so like to Uh do this you have to find like you you have to prove to their level of knowledge that you are doing something do you know what i mean right right because they don't have the background knowledge to be able to know what you're doing it just seems like a trick right right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think Okay, I think the move actually is to just like keep working your way up smart people, showing that you like know the answers to every experiment they would want to try. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Where it's like you find the smartest guy in the village who's like experimenting with, I don't know, like water power or something. And you're just like, oh yeah, I know how this works. Find me the next smartest person. Who's your smartest friend? Take me to him. Take me to the best (laughs) experimenter of the day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And then, and then maybe that's the move is you just act as the, you just act as the assistant to the person designing the best experiments at the time. And it's like, sure. I just need this person to tell me what experiment they would want to run and I'll just tell them the answer. (laughs) And then we'll just zip through this. (laughs) I see. I see. So you're like, you're like the assist guy for every, for every invention. Right. Right. And maybe you're like, okay. hey, okay. I need some copper and I can do some really cool stuff. Let's get you some copper. <laughs> and he's like, what's copper? Like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, that's right. I, okay, I think, I think I agree with that. But, but it, it's to my point of I think, I think we can get pretty far, but not quickly. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 I also don't know how likely it was that you would die of a bacterial infection for most of human history. I feel like kind of likely. Yeah. Although, people with consumption soldiered on for a long time. So, I feel like you could make the year. I think you could make it through the year without dying of disease. Pretty. I think you have pretty high odds. So, you're taking it? Yeah, I'm taking it. Okay. I respect you. I respect you for that. Good good stuff. I don't think I'm doing it. But oh. um but yeah. Actually, 100 grand is a is kind of a sad amount of money. I think it's it needs to be It's not a ton. <laughs> it's honestly not a ton. Um but think of the stories, Dan. Yeah, everybody has stories like this, Luke, cuz they're all doing this. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair. I mean, okay, but in the actual book that we have read, things that makes this really easy is that they have these enhancements. Yeah. The The, little, like, nanobots. The cheat codes. Right. 
Dudes um, eating, dudes and eating those charcoal are, those briquettes are, for sustenance. <laughs> those have given me a lot of confidence. Um, and like, there's some cool enhancements that he has. The ones that I'm surprised I haven't seen are just the like super athletic ones, you mm, know? Jump high, run fast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he's got the metal skin stuff that is that's that's sure yeah yeah i'll take that um but like i want to be able to yeah jump 10 feet in the air that seems doable that seems doable con- considering the other stuff that we've got mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh maybe so these augmentations are illegal right um or at least they're highly regulated I think that they're probably regular. I don't think that they're illegal. Okay. Um, maybe the jump ones are super regulated because basketball is still a thing. Mm, okay. It's like taking HGH. Exactly. And so sure. okay. maybe these mafia people have them. We just haven't seen them do it yet. Ooh, that'd be tough. Right? <laughs> right. John shows up and is like, all right. <laughs> Let's let's fight. And <laughs> they have guns and are more athletic than and me. Spider-Man abilities. Good luck. <laughs> Meanwhile, his have been locked out because he couldn't remember his password and entered it too many times. Oh, rookie mistake. Embarrassing. Come on. Um Luke, mm, I mean there's clearly there's clearly a lot of augmentations that we don't know that he has yet. Also, he could for sure camouflage his skin, right? I assume so. I mean, considering what th- what he can do already, yeah. But but he could look invisible. I mean, mm. not his middle parts or his head, I guess, because those don't have the bots unlocked. But a little invisible hand could be cool, right? It could be cool. the th- The thing is that, like, I I don't think that there's enough of an automated process to to do full like invisibility while moving or anything because like he says when he does one trick that he like spent a while putting in the instructions for it he needs he needs some mods is what you're saying he's got to download some mods right right he needs to have like a little camera yeah yeah (laughs) okay i don't know um I I think, Luke, there's another reason, though, I'm choosing to, to do this. I'm choosing to hop in this dimension. Okay. Because this dimension has real magic, right? It seems like it. I mean, something's going on. Like, there's some real magic happening here. <laughs> and um, in the, like, the handbook pages we've been reading... The pages keep talking about how, like, it's really unlikely, but still possible you end up in a banana dimension. Just really unlikely. Right. Um, maybe you end up in real magic dimension. And it's, <laughs> I mean, that's worth it to me. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely a chance. Um, plus, like, he does get a... Um, a little ghost buddy. Mm-hmm. It seems. I could do with a ghost buddy. 
be awesome, Luke. Right, especially a really powerful one. <laughs> that can that can do that can do stuff. That really likes you and is definitely not the embodiment of your dead wife. Ooh. Honestly, I hadn't even thought about this. Oh yeah, Luke. Come on. It's gotta be Jen. Gotta be Jen. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, getting back to your point, it does seem like that there's real magic, but also it kind of seems like the the quote unquote God is another person from the real world. Oh, right, because take. they're talking to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably um, true. I would try to get a little bit more info out of uh out of my, my travel companions. Hmm. Like what's going on with these ghosts guys? Can you give me more? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he should be asking. There's not a lot, lot to go on right now though. He should be asking a lot of questions because it would have been great to know before he got in that fight that they can like defend you. Right. Cause like I get that he's trying to seem like these elf things, whatever. Um Yeah. But but what's her name already knows that you're screwing around, I think. Uh-huh. Yep. So I'm just like, hey, can you I something weird's going on with me. Can you just can you give me a quick summary? Like I think what are these rune stones? <laughs> I think you find one person to level with and just be totally honest with, and Sefwin is that person. Right. And you just you take the time and you're like, listen, I'm gonna tell you the whole story. Now, you tell me what's going on. Right. We'll figure we'll figure it out, I guess. You know, just through trial and error. It's a lot of experiments to do, Luke. But he can read at least. Nobody else can read. Yeah, great. Really helpful. <laughs> um also I'm out of notes, I think. Okay, I've got one last one. Okay. Luke, where I want to end today is talking about who I think is my favorite character. Okay. Is is Weltzig the best? Weltzig is the not the earl, but the whatever. Is this who you're talking about? The midfather. The Reeve. Yes, the Reeve. The Reeve. Um I mean we haven't seen a ton of him so far. He's just hyped for tricks. <laughs> Dude comes in. <laughs> Dude comes in. Weltzig does not skip a beat. Uh and says, <laughs> Ah yes, bathroom man. Man who just came in through the bathroom. <laughs> Do tricks for me. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's pretty excitable. Um, he he seems to be ready to have a good time. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Loves a good time. Uh, intimidated by nothing, apparently. <laughs> right right i mean we do see one of our enemies is with him um 
So I don't know like how much he knows about what's going on. I'm still assuming very little. Um, <laughs> but yeah, weird guy comes out of the I'm... bathroom and, and he doesn't skip a beat and is just like getting hyped. He's like, yes, it's, more it's magic. <laughs> Does show a lot of confidence. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I like to imagine that Quinn, who's our, who's our other bad guy, is there just because of how fun Weldsick is. Okay. He was yeah. like, I found yeah. my favorite NPC. I'm hanging with Weldsick for a little bit. Because Quinn came in here with Ulrich, who sucks, mm-hmm. and was getting hyped just for all the fun things that they can do, and now has found a buddy that will also get hyped with him. I, that's what I'm choosing to believe at this point in the book. Right. Like, this was a bachelor party that they went on. I mean, we're we're quickly getting into the first season of Westworld, uh, <laughs> where one guy got really into it, and the other one was like, I don't know what you're so hype about. Um, sure. But yeah, I think Quinn is really into it. And he's just he's mm-hmm. just down with mid-father all the way. Like me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, so at at this point, we're team. We're we're on board with Quinn. Maybe maybe Quinn's uh, a good one. Mm, all right. Despite sure. despite helping out with a murder, we're on board with Quinn and Weldsig. I think we're on board with both okay. of them. I think okay. they're both great. Let's ignore the fact that Weldsig threw <laughs> Sefwin's brother into a pit. Right. He likes tricks. <laughs> don't we all you know we're all mm. here for tricks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right luke well we're gonna find out we're gonna find out what what's really going on because uh, we're gonna have to right. wrap up the book for next week um and i think so we're gonna wrap up the book next week and then we're taking a couple weeks off for the holidays so be prepared for that, mm-hmm. folks. Uh, enjoy. Enjoy the break. Uh, read some books. Give us some recommendations on the Discord. If you, if you haven't gotten on there yet, get on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. We'll bring the hot takes. And be the dumb nerds. Mm-hmm.